You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. Have they done the uh, the internal units before? Is that something relatively new? Well, it is relatively new, and we actually released the first one done in Missouri down there. Okay. So they they have done them in other states, but Missouri had not. Missouri hasn't been too big of a participant in the banding, which gotcha. that's gonna that's gonna change. This changed that. Right. So. Now that's yeah, that's pretty uh, intense. Yeah, pretty cool. Long long ways from just bands. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, but you know, think about it. Everybody that whenever you're duck hunting, anybody that shoots a duck. The first thing that, that when the dog brings it back or they go pick it up, the first thing you do is pick it up by the foot to see if there's a band on it. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the trophy of duck right. hunting, you know? And so uh, that's the that's the antlers or the fan or the, mm-hmm. you know, the horns or whatever, you know? that That's the trophy of duck hunting. Right. Yeah. So. Now you p- pick one up and you have a. Uh, a GPS backpack on it. GPS backpack <laughs> yeah. on it. Or an antenna sticking right, out of its right. wing, you'd be like, "Oh my god, what gosh, the hell? What we got the an hell alien do here. I got here." That's right. Yeah. Is there a number to call yeah. then on that? Yeah. So what happens if you shoot one with a backpack, and on the band, on the implant ones, there's also a, uh, on the leg on the opposite leg band, it says that hey, there's more to this duck than just this. So mm. call this number. You can return this. But in, in regards to the backpack, they'll send you a replica of it without the guts. So it looks just like gotcha. the working model. It just doesn't have. It's a 3D printed job that just doesn't have the guts in it. Right. They're about fifteen hundred dollars a piece. That's awesome. So at that event, Chandler, we raised forty five thousand bucks. Gotcha. At on those two days from eighteen people. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. So for everybody listening, uh, well, one, we took a little hiatus i feel we've been busy well this, nwtf was in like, the middle of all that and it was like in the middle of everything this national wildlife turkey federation the the national banquet out in nashville there's a lot of prep for that so um so we've been trying to set up this podcast with uh, the other guy's voice you're hearing of course we have chandler patrick's here today and uh we brought in mr jeff watt from uh, sitka rigging right with uh yeah Yep. Rig'em right, Sitka. R&T. R&T. Kershaw. Yeah. Yeah, so several. Yeah, and he's a he's a f- frequent flyer to the store. So <laughs> yeah. we, uh, he actually does a lot for our uh, Waterfowl Weekend. We, in, we enjoy when he shows up because we all know we're going to get full bellies. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but, we'll, we'll get to the barbecue That's a whole other mess, <laughs> that's right? That's another um, mess. But he's, yeah, so with, he's talking about episode 41 we did. Yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of yeah. dive into there's a lot going on we got spring turkey coming up which is why we wanted to have mr watt in and talk about some of the things sitka has to offer but they, the listeners kind of jumped into you guys talking about banding or what you guys are doing jeff go into kind of re, recap what you and pat talked about right at the beginning what are you guys doing uh this spring what do you guys just get done doing so what we we were able to pull a deal together between uh, Ducks Unlimited, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, and when I say we, Osage Basin. You guys came down in the summer uh, to our to my place down there east of Rich Hill because we were doing a, a private landowner um, habitat symposium to try and educate 
the private landowner on how to make their property a better property for holding waterfowl for longer periods of time. And um, techniques, you know, we had a number of speakers. We had people from five states come. We had a number of speakers from different parts of the country. Um, the who's who, really, of waterfowl habitat um, development, research, and planning. Uh, Jody Pagan, Mickey Heitmeyer, uh, Frank Nelson from MDC, um, some guys from Corps of Engineers, U.S. Fish and Wildlife. We, we had a number of people there. And, um, and what came out of that was the we i've worked with a with an organization out of arkansas called five oaks ag and research which is a it's a graduate certificate course that um students that are graduates of a university apply to come to this for a year for uh, two semesters and it's where you learn everything when it comes to to waterfowl habitat management and everything from and all of these people all of these kids have uh, wildlife uh, degrees or, or some sort of science type degrees, whether it's biology or waterfowl ecology or forestry or something like that. And we've, we've, we've done some stuff through the ecosystem, Sitka's ecosystem grants um, in helping perpetuate that. And how this really got started with that is the, the situation of the green tree or the GTR reservoirs in the state of Arkansas, the green timber down there yep. is dying because they're being flooded too early, too early yep. water staying on them too long, you know, uh, one thing after another. And now you're having invasive species that aren't conducive to waterfowl in our traditional hardwood river bottoms. And so, um, one thing led to another, we, we put the event on and, the opportunity came up to work with Dr. Osborne from Osborne Labs at the University of Arkansas Monticello to possibly ban ducks and put GPS transmitters because in the western, west central part of Missouri, there really hasn't been much done there. There's, there's, we're in the Mississippi Flyway technically by a map, but really we're where that is, it's more of the central flyway. Yeah. And so there hadn't been much study or, or, um, in years past, and then all of a sudden, they're doing a big program in November in at Meridazine Wildlife Area, Neosho, or yeah, Meridazine Wildlife Area, Neosho Wildlife Area, in the Flint Hills, putting transmitters on. So we're like, well, excuse me, we got to do something here in Missouri. Mm -hmm. And so we got the ball rolling, reached out to MDC, and we were really amazed that we were able to get this done so quickly. And so what we started doing on about February 4th or 5th, we started um, going around checking out where we really wanted to do this in January when the middle zone ended. And that would have been um, January 10th through the end of the month, because then you, what you would get is you get birds that never would get to the state of Arkansas. This is as far South as they would come. The hardy, uh, real, real birds that want to stay next to that freeze line. But we had some equipment issues. We couldn't get some of the parts to do all this stuff. And so we weren't able to start until February, but you basically drive around to the properties, private lands that we were going to do this on, which is not just limited to private lands. It's just, we were going to do some on four rivers, but, um, they were draining their refuge pools to, um, to replace structures and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, we drive around and see a bunch of ducks and we'd start baiting the ducks there and you bait them with corn and you just get, get you, you start in a wide area and then you just constrict it down to where it's like a like a, a, a 12 foot by 12 foot area. And gotcha. then you put a wire, a welded wire trap up 
and then you form the trap and you keep baiting them. So now they're swimming in and out of the trap, but there's no roof on it. And then once you get them to where they're, we want to say, coming to the crack, because that's mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, they're yeah. just coming in there. You saw the Filing picture. In and out. They're just coming in there. Then you put a lid on it, and then you're going to catch them. And, and you would um, then ban the ducks. Well, Missouri only wanted us to ban hens. Okay. So we probably caught 1,300 ducks total down wow. in a little over 10 days. I mean, it, it was it was pretty good. And, um, and that's total hens and hens and drakes and, and, drakes. and you're going to catch more drakes mm-hmm. because just the way the 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 ratio works, the drake yeah. to hen ratio works. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we I mean, I think we put bands or devices on, I think, 124, 125 hens. So we're going to get some data here real quick. Um well, it's already they're already tracking on the GPS. They're already transmitting. They're already transmitting. So we did both implants, which you actually have to have a vet and you have to do it at a level three facility. So it's got to be a clean room, basically. And they put the duck under. I mean, that was wild. Right. I mean, there was you a res- show me a picture of. The, yeah, there was a respirator yeah. on the bill of this hen mallard uh-huh. as she's laying on this vet table and getting this implant put in. Okay. And um, and it, what we normally do is they normally do that, let's say, in the morning, and then duck comes to, and you kind of let it all get going, and then you normally wouldn't uh, let it go until that evening. Um, and they fly off like striped. Everything's they just, fine. They, everything's cool, yeah. And where's that put, the the internal one? Where do they insert it? It's inside it their abdominal cavity. Okay. Um, it's inside the body cavity. And so. it had a, uh, from the picture you were showing me, like a... An antenna, yeah, it's so about, to speak. Yeah, it's about eight inches long. It comes out the back side of their wing. Yeah, behind, in between the body and the wing, where their um, uh, tertiary feathers. And that's are. what's transmitting to cell towers. towers. Yeah. So twice a day, if they're in range of a cell tower, it downloads or dumps the data of what they've done, and these implants can tell whether they're resting, flying, feeding. So it has like a like some sort of azimuth on or an angle incline meter on it. Like a it, tilt meter. Yeah, tilt meter. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's pretty cool. So <clears throat> so then what you can do, so what we plan on doing is the farms or anybody that, that came to our event is we're going to request maps from them of what they planted on there. We'll have a big map that mm-hmm. is a like a Google Earth map, and then we're going to ask them and lay out to lay out what they planted and where. So then when these ducks come back, and they start transmitting here, then, and they happen to be in this 40-acre field, and we know it's a moist soil field, then we'll be able to say, okay, they were there when it was X temperature uh, for this many days. And, but if it was a cornfield, they were there when it was this temperature. Then they left, but there was still food there because they had to go get something else to eat. So mm-hmm. just, just trying to gather this stuff up for, yeah. for more, um, for more data and, and, and more um, information because there was none. And that's probably the newest technologies, the internal. Yeah, I would say. And then, uh, and then we call it the backpack, but the outside transmitter, yeah. unlike it's, well, it's a backpack. Back. It's yeah. on their back. Yeah, it's super small. Yep. They weigh twenty Real grams. Tiny. Twenty, 20 grams. grams. Got yep. a little, little solar panel. Yep. That does the same thing. Yep. Is it still hooked up to cell? Or is it, it is. Yeah. Both the backpack and, and the, the implant uh, are uh, cell cell. Um, that's where it puts the data, yeah. yeah. And um, um, and those last about two years. Yeah, two so, years. Yeah. And then the is we know leg bands, right? Um, 
but there, there was, was another, another one called a geolocating band, and it's based on light. So you had to, so we had to get the bands, and then they had to sit outside for 48 hours in the region where you were going to use them. Mm-hmm. Basically, longitude and latitude. So then, where the sun does, it can it it, it is able to measure where that duck. It won't tell you, it won't tell you um, what it was doing. But it'll tell you it was in this area for this many days. That's just more of a straight location. Straight location thing. Gotcha. And maybe, and, and so it's a location thing, but you could also develop patterns if you then would take the locations and and and, and uh, correlate it with temperature or, or wet, some sort of weather. So yeah. what's the overall, by doing this, and we've been banding and doing things like this, the the ultimate goal of what we're trying to achieve by doing this? Well, I think the ultimate goal is to figure out, we, we all think, we always say, oh, yeah, the ducks are migrating south or they're migrating north. But do we ever talk about them moving laterally? moving laterally uh, east and west because of food, because of weather. Um, what they do when there's a bunch of hunting pressure, do they stay in areas that you can't hunt in? Do um, like on refuges? Do they, is that what they're using the public ground? Are they are they getting um, used to that? And then after a few days of not hearing gunshots, do they leave that vicinity? And mm-hmm. so it, it's we're going to do this for, for probably two or three years. So and try to do as many for the next two or three years to get a sample set. So well, you bring up a good point. So everybody always talks about the migration north to south. And a lot of the times I bring up at the store, to me, is I feel like there's a there's a definite pattern that we're seeing east to west mm-hmm. or vice versa. Right. Um, just from the time I was a kid till now, um, at least, and you went by doing this study, we could find this out, but um, hopefully is there's a definite pattern change or something's going on because there's, I feel like the flyway has changed through the, basically the Kansas City region where I grew up. I just feel like it's moved west. Yeah, so so you've got farm, so if you go back through time and you take a look at what's changed, so main, main things have changed besides weather is farming practices, um, no-till farming, uh, zero-grade farming. Zero grade and no-till has probably been the biggest detriment to waterfowl because all of those little depressions would hold water and hold food because the farmer couldn't get the crop or the weeds taken care of in those little depressions. So Mm -hmm. ducks are not just corn or bean or or ag eaters. They're bigger seed eaters than they are that, whether it's smart weed, seeds, or, or millet, wild millet, Japanese millet, you know. Uh, there's so many seeds that and, and little plants that live in the marsh that mm-hmm. these ducks eat, and and so uh, you know that that's been a big a big thing to it. So yeah, but I'm excited to see what comes out of it. Is this a program that we're going to continue to do now? Now that you know you yeah. got this one going, will so we? yeah, we're going to do this for for a number uh, several years going forward. We're actually going to move the, the Osage Basin wetland to a 501c3 or 3C, 501C3, mm-hmm. and um, and try to do more development in that part of the state of Missouri through co- other conservation efforts and um, and then um, continue with land education for private landowners because, you know, when you're actually standing in the area that you're going to do something and you're looking at it saying, okay, well, what do I have here? 
it's easy to try to pull a handbook out or the apps on phones, but you know, a lot of it's just experience. Sure. So we're gonna do, we're gonna do some of that. Is there more. a so. place for hunters or anybody really? Like, can they go online and see? the transmission of they're going they're going to be able to so anybody that participated in it will have a log on to the site we will okay. post we'll post on our instagram page different tracks on because they're going to be labeled mm-hmm. there's there so dr osborne out of arkansas does it uh dr cohen out of tennessee is doing it paul link there's a number of people that are doing that but mm-hmm. just to kind of have the public engaged in in what's going on instead of just forgetting about duck season when it ends and then yeah. remembering it a month before it, it starts opens. up again. Yeah. yeah. Or the summer when the big events are, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, keep it front and center because to us, duck season is 365 days. The 60 of it's hunting and the three other 305 is us doing all the work yeah. to get it ready. So, yeah. You talked about not a lot of attention in that Western part of the state. Where do you think your birds are going to? Like Oklahoma? Are they sliding the Kansas, Oklahoma side after they're going through you guys? I th- I think that. And or, or do I, they... I do. I think they, I actually don't think they, even though Squaw Creek or whatever it's called now, Los, Los Bluffs, Bluffs. Yeah. yeah, is in, is in Missouri. Where it sits in Missouri is. I just don't think that's the flyway. I think they're headed more down towards the center part of the state to Grand Pass. Yeah. But, but you know, we're going to find out. Yeah. But I do. I think they're headed south, and they're going on the western part of Arkansas into Oklahoma, east Texas, then to the Gulf, Yeah, if they're that, going that, that far. And why we only did Mallards is is just because if there wasn't – if if we weren't – if there wasn't a green-headed duck, there wouldn't be any duck hunting. Yeah. I mean, that's what – I mean, everybody pursues the Mallards. That's so. the – that's the that's it. It was that's crazy the other day. I'm not changing the subject, but um, Hayden was. I, I don't know if we tweeted this out or not, but at Los Bluffs on the 22nd of February, they had 30,000 mallards and 25,000 pintails. Did you see that? Uh, I didn't see that part, but I saw how many geese that they had. Well, the overnight. snow geese was like a million, almost a million and a half. Right. Well, like it started point, at. Go it was ahead. like 1.3 mil. Right. Oh, so 1. 3, yeah. at one point, though, like. Within 18 hours, it went from 25,000 to 1.3, or 25 to 750. I mean, it was crazy, yeah. and we were we were following that because we saw an influx of ducks. This we saw a, actually a loss of ducks when that happened. Really? I mean, yeah. so when we first started baiting, when so let's say to for the traps, let's say that was February the sixth. Our highest peak of having ducks there was between February the 6th and, say, February the 10th. And then that, I'll bet you, if you went back and looked at those counts, yeah. that's when Squaw Creek went through the roof yeah. because they, they, those ducks and geese just felt it. We got to start heading north, you yep. know? And, um, and then we had enough, we have enough habitat on those pieces of property where we did this that, yeah, we saw a loss on our pieces, but then we also saw a gain coming from other pieces yeah. that maybe we didn't we had better stuff uh there and it was interesting they'd be using something one day and then be off of it the next day huh. and the, and there wasn't big temperature swings you know so i know that i have a piece that's a little farther south down by nevada that we were doing a drawdown off the woods and we do slow drawdowns uh in both the moist soil and in the woods because y- you create 
when you do the slow drawdowns, the water temperature changes and you get actually bug blooms or they call them bug blooms to where the invertebrates or some Mm. of this other stuff, because the water temperature hit a certain level, all of a sudden they start going crazy. And then the mallards know that or the ducks know that and they're going crazy eating them. And so actually we took some pictures of them swimming around in the water. So it, it was pretty cool. So, but anyway. Would there ever be a time where you start? looking at other species besides the well we we would like to but again it's a drawn out deal because just at the end is when we started seeing the teal and the pintails Mm -hmm. and and the um and the shovelers and so when you start seeing those ducks you know that it's really going and if the when the mallards and yeah there's mallards that migrate with the teal and all that stuff yeah but you're going to see more of those little ducks and smaller ducks than mallards and and really the mallard as the as i said you know without the mallard we wouldn't have ducks true so or geese or geese we we could do that too do they do the backpacks and they don't do they don't do telemetry on well they do it on speckle belly geese or white-fronted geese, but they're not doing too much of it on the honkers. Um, Gotcha. You know, the honkers, honkers, I I kind of correlate them to white-tailed deer. Yeah. A a Canada goose can live anywhere. Yeah. A white-tailed deer can live anywhere. And so they're not, They. I mean, the migratory. You might might tag one and it just stayed in one one neighborhood pond all 365 days a year. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, well, this guy didn't move. Yeah. This guy, is he dead? Yeah. Oh no, he just what swam is, around no, and climbed up on circle. the. Yeah, <laughs> so, so. Um, well, they probably have a good success with like leg bands, though. I mean, yeah, and they've actually they're doing some testing now of um, because I mean if, if this ought to tell you that banding and leg bands are a big deal, that when they want to change the color of the leg band so people aren't uh, seeking out uh, birds with leg bands on them, uh-huh. mm-hmm. then. It, it's, it means something to the public, right? Yeah. And a lot of people like to, you know, at the public areas or wherever, walk around with a whole lanyard full of bands. I'm not one of those guys. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, to show like off a, their success. or That's their, your trophy room as yeah. a waterfowler yeah. Yeah. is the the lanyard with the leg bands. All the bands. Yeah. Versus, like, for whitetail, you go to the guy's man cave and he's got all of his yeah. deer up on the wall that he's got. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sure, I just I get it. I just soon not it. not have anybody know how many bands we're shooting on we'll our flight. We'll keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but Jeff Watts anyway. got them in a coffee tin <laughs> at home. Yeah. Oh, they're hanging on a lanyard. Yeah. They're hanging on a lanyard, but it's in a locker. Yeah. You know, it's in the locker right. of my place. Yeah. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now that's good stuff, and it's yeah. uh, exciting to see. I'll be. You know, we'll have to touch base and see yeah, well, what as, info comes. Yeah, out as of we this. get, I, w- I would say give it a few months because. They're going to get this information of them going back north. So, you know, yeah. in another, like, May, if there's a, if you're right. looking for some filler or something because nothing's going on, we can talk about that. So. Sure. So, so that was kind of the predecessor, and he, that's why you weren't able to be at NWTF. NWTF. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you yeah. know, so that's. Yeah. How many did you do? We banded approximately 125 to 130, and oh, like I fun. said, we caught, we caught 300 or uh, 1,300 or 1,300. so. 1,300. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, hmm. yep, pretty neat. That's interesting. I'd like to. It's fun. I'd have to join in on that. Yeah. I want to get in on that banding or yeah. whatever. We had a great time. Yeah. So. It's the only time I see a duck's when it's hanging from my game tote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you had to It'd be cool to handle right. them. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, when they're in there. 
And you would think that, oh, they got web feet. Um, they scratch the ever-living dickens out of you. Yeah. Like, we would put these floats inside the traps. So, because if they're in there all night, one, one of the things with it is, you know, when you see a duck get up on its rear end and flap its wings, it's trying to dry off. Mm-hmm. And when they fly, they dry off. Yeah. And so when they're in the water all the time, dipping and doing all the stuff, that they're getting wet. Yeah. And so we put these floats in there, and they were, had square edges, you know, kind of like what we were talking about uh-huh. earlier. And when we got done, there was it was like somebody took a, a router tool to the thing. There was so much of it wore off from yeah. their just their little little nails, toenails on their pa- uh, web huh. feet. Huh. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. So That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Neat stuff. It'll be exciting. Uh, so we're kind of jumping forward here, but um, so as we've stated, we went to Nashville and did the turkey convention, and, and which was an awesome showing. And um, if you didn't make it, hopefully you'll be able to join us next year. I know we're yeah, a long we ways away, but found us. yeah. <laughs> um, it was a I know they packed had a, room in there, packed. an influx of online shoppers, I was told. Um, from people that were out there really that went to our website and and found some stuff so um but we had sitka out there we sold a ton of their the new turkey vest the equinox well, turkey yeah, vest so and really i say new because yeah, it was kind of hard to get a hold of last year yeah. for some people yeah, so last like, year we launched it late yeah it's so. kind of the first like full strength yeah yeah you know Rocking and rolling. Everybody knows about it now. So, um, And we introduced a new color. We had the new earth color. Yes, with the earth color. So yeah. last year was the subalpine and then timber. Yep. Um, so they got three colors now. Super cool vest. And there's a whole kind of why we wanted Mr. Watt here is to kind of talk about turkey season coming up. And um, they do a whole Equinox uh, system. The Equinox yep. guard. Um, yep. Gloves, pants, the Equinox guard hoodie. And then, obviously, the turkey vest um, in that turkey line, so to speak, and kind of talk about it, and we'll go through each piece and talk about turkey hunting. And yeah, and, uh, I mean, yeah when this podcast comes out, it'll, stuff, be, it'll so. be March. Yeah, okay. I mean, we'll be, you know, it's yeah. going to be time to start thinking about start it. Start thinking about it. You'll yeah. be out there, you know, kind of checking your farms and seeing yeah. what's going on. I just drove by our farm uh, on... Monday? Yesterday. Yesterday? No, Sunday. And uh, I already had some strutters. They were full strut out there. Just, you know, yeah. not crazy, but they yeah. were just kind of showing off a little bit and saw a batch of, of uh, toms and a few hens. So it was kind of, you know, it's like getting that energy, oh, yeah. right? That level's pumped up a little bit. So when this comes out, it'll be really be really ready to go so well there's um, nothing better than a sunny day driving around and you see you see some strutters out there and some ground you can shoot you can hunt yeah on, so and everybody's got their own right what's your favorite thing to go hunt and uh of course i'm equal opportunity i like them all but uh when that strutters spitting and drumming and coming and fanning i'm telling you <laughs> It might not be anything like it. Maybe a an elk bugling in your face. Very similar. It's kind of similar, right? Yeah. Very similar. Just different game, but you're Big. calling them in close. Oh, yeah. They're just bigger, and they're bugling, and pretty soon they're at 10 yards just screaming at you. Yep. Kind of the same thing, but on a small scale. Yeah. That yep. turkey's gobbling, and they, you're calling them in. And yep. 
and you almost can hunt them the same. Sometimes a lot of guys do the run and gun like you would Absolutely. an elk. You call out, yep. and then you go chase them. Um, everybody's exactly. got different strokes now. The <clears throat> reaper's a big thing. A lot of guys do the, you know, crawling through the field yeah. and uh, um, doing that stuff. I might be too lazy to do that. Or something, I know I am. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not crawling anymore. You know, uh, shoot, I'm I'm pretty minimalistic when it comes to it anyways like a lot of guys like ground blunts and uh you know i like getting right out there beside us just a tree yep. out in the open just try to stay hidden and do it that way but yeah so it's all different yeah. um but i kind of wanted to dive into this i know kind of the turkey vest came out last year yep. but the well the, we entered we also introduced the equinox yeah. guard so it that, all that, it all kind of that whole collection yeah it all launched it at the same period of time uh, based on uh, everybody's had uh, issues with supply and and supply chain and all that stuff and so we we specifically did with the turkey vest so instead of launching part of it and at one time and then following it up with something else at another we just said heck we're gonna launch it all at the same time and it was in march <clears throat> so we kind of previewed it yeah at, N at nwta nwtf last year with a mannequin that had had the guard on equinox guard and then a vest on there but you know, just to, to talk about Equinox Guard a little bit is this is Sitka Gear has evolved or not evolved, but I mean, started to solve hunters problems, issues, whether it be with comfort, staying or staying dry, staying quiet. Um, in this case, keeping insects off of you in the spring. Yeah. And so this is just not any run-of-the-mill fabric. It's a specially manufactured fabric. So, um, you know, I know you guys have all experienced this where the, the mosquitoes are out and you sp spray down with some insect repellent on your, on your shirt and you still get bit through the shirt. Yep. Because uh, the, little, the little biter or whatever that the, you want to call it mm -hmm. just goes right through the weave of the shirt. And so... The Equinox Guard <clears throat> fabric was built specifically for um, to keep that from happening, and so you know um, one of the we do a great job, and this is probably if you if you follow SikaGear.com or here in the next few or um, our website and our our channels, um, you're probably going to hear this again, but. At the end of the day, hunters have done a great job of being safe in the woods with shotgun safety, rifle safety, tree stand safety, all that stuff. But they haven't been safe from insects. Their, their, their ticks have spread, so therefore the, the, the spreading of insect-borne diseases. We all know mosquitoes carry malaria and, and all this other stuff. Uh, I can't remember the other one that's out West there. West Nile. Uh, West Nile, yeah. right. And so... You got the Rocky Mountain... Uh, spotted fever. Uh, spotted that's fever. ticks. Oh, ticks. That's yeah, ticks. Yeah, so yeah. we'll get into that in here oh, in a yes, second. Yeah. And <clears throat> so we know, we know what the mosquitoes carry, or we, we've known that. And so when what we we with the expansion of the uh, distribution of ticks, those those diseases and there's at least 18 known diseases that you can get from a tick bite. And I'll bet nobody in this room knew that. No, I didn't know it. <clears throat> yeah, I was actually listening to the video. The doctor. Yeah. On Sitka, yep. which is a great video. If you have time and you go to Sitka.com, there's a video about the equinox 
car, which I, I would 100% recommend watching it just just to get educated. I mean, knowledge is power and understanding what you're getting into yeah. when you just go out there. I, I, I mean, crawling things don't bother me, spiders or right. ticks, snakes, any of that stuff. I, uh, snakes, poisonous snakes, if I can see them, I don't have an issue. But yeah. when you can't see them, then, <laughs> then it kind of freaks you out. You just hear it. You know, but um, so we came up with this with this system. And um, I I mean, I got to tell you, it's one of the most expensive pairs of pants that we offer. But there's a reason for it. Not only does it have the fabric, uh, a special weave on the fabric to keep mosquitoes from getting getting through the fabric. It has a built in gator that if you if you put your pants on first pull, pull uh, just upturn the pant legs and then put your socks on. When you put your pants on, there's a, there's a, like a tight, almost like a legging that's in there, like long underwear. Yeah. And then you just pull your sock up over it. You create a barrier to wear a, a tick. And really I'm anxious. Be, I'm, I'm anxious to wear it this summer in our, we've got solid colors that we've launched this year mm-hmm. because chiggers, chiggers in this part of the country in the South, yeah. Oh, yeah. all you guys from They're the North, everywhere. you don't, you don't even know what you're missing yeah. about these chiggers. Uh-huh. And, um, I know people that they just step out of the vehicle, get bit by chiggers, you know? Yeah. And so it creates a barrier to where it can never get a tick or a chigger can't get to your skin. So then it, and it can't crawl up your pant leg because it's sewn into the pant leg. Because the gator sewn gator in. Gator sewn uh-huh. in. So, and the pant, uh, you know, it's a cool pant. It's got venting down the sides, uh, meaning a cool temperature pant. So it has venting down the sides. Um, so uh, uh, it also has a, a built-in insect shield or a, a product called insect shield, which is permethrin. And um, so, I mean, yes, it's Sitka gear, and um, we've we've got great quality. We solve problems. Uh, the hoodie, the hoodies are are so great for they're super light. I mean, you f- almost feel like you could be out there in ninety five degree weather, and, and mm-hmm. it, I mean, they're absolute. They're the lightest hoodie that we make, but they're also performance enhanced. We also do a glove. Um, in the in the optifade patterns, we're doing it in subalpine, which is on the table here, and then timber, and then we have um, some solid colors that we're doing this year too, which is I think coyote and black, and um, so you could wear them when you're doing your field work. When will those drop? Or when will they're, they're, the, they're available now. They're coming. Yeah, in yeah, fact, you you guys have them in the store. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Just now uh, rolling through. Cool. Yeah, just just launched this spring, mm-hmm. and you know I'm anxious to use them. We do a lot of land management and all that stuff, so I'm anxious to use them this summer. Too. Yeah. And all three of these items, the uh, glove, the pant, the hoodie, all have insect shield. Insect shield, yeah. If it's the Equinox Guard yep. hoodie, Equinox Guard pant, Equinox Guard glove, they'll all, all have, have insect that shield. insect shield. Yep. And they'll all have that same... Uh, Weave of the fabric. The weave of the fabric. Yeah, and I guess I need to come. I need to do I need to do a little more research, I know see the, what they call the, it. Yeah, I was trying to... It's just the way it's woven. Right, um, it is. So Weave for on. layman's terms, it's woven tighter. Um, so part of that video, which really shows it in action, so the testing on it yeah. I thought was really cool. So they take a, um, a controlled setting where they take, uh, and they did this over and over again, but um, they take 20 mosquitoes yep. and they put them in a, in a box. Oh, yeah, clear, clear. Clear box yep. so yep. they can see. And then they take you know, a piece of this pant fabric and they've cut it 
and it's basically a, a, the membrane, and on the uh, where you can't see, it's blood, right? Heated. That's what, so uh, it's like that's, body it's temperature. It's like heated uh, yep. Yep. blood to entice the mosquitoes to try to get through the fabric. Um, and out of the 20 mosquitoes, one got through, right? That's on the fabric that they went on with. On the fabric right. that they, they went Because they showed, like, how many There's fabrics they tested. Yeah. Like, like one fabric, it was 16 out of the 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're in through, trouble. Right, yeah. yeah. And that fabric didn't work. That <laughs> no. fabric did not work. Yeah. Um, so one out of twenty. That's pretty right? good. Um, and that's just the the wovenness. That's not. That's not. That's not counting that's not the, the insect. That's shield. not counting the insect shield, which so, is washed so, in permethrin. Right. Yeah. So I think it'll go seventy washes. Seventy washes. And yeah. this is something that's been used, I think, in military stuff for a while. Military, and there, yeah. there were a couple of fishing companies that had it out. Um, you know, and and whenever whenever a hunter, especially a deer hunter. Because we do this in elevated two, yeah. also for early season deer hunting. That's what I'm so, going to get to. Yeah. So especially a deer hunter, when they hear it's been treated with something, well, then the deer is going to smell it. Yeah. There's no scent to it. Not not and to permethrin. Not to mm-hmm. permethrin. It's it's like that that carbon ga- carbon yeah. dioxide. You know, there's no scent to it. So, you know, it's 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 interesting because I think this year we're doing a better job of telling the consumer what this stuff is and instead of just expecting the consumer to figure this out yeah you know because because it's neat and i mean i wore it when we first got the samples to sell in um in spring of uh of 21 21 um i'm an early season duck hunter too so teal hunt and all this other stuff and elk hunt and I took a subalpine one elk hunting because bugs sometimes are bad there in the mountains, sure. black flies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, definitely took it uh, early September teal hunting. And I was so glad I had it because I had forgotten insect repellent and they were everywhere. Be yeah. wearing this spring bear hunting. Yeah, that too. With all them well, mosquitoes. Well, yeah. And, and so you, you, you talk about, I mean, we at Sitka Gear, we were, we're out of Bozeman, Montana. So we started as a big game uh, company. And uh, today I just think we're, we're a great hunting apparel company, but they always would go spring bear hunting. Right. Yeah. And so the mountains are a little different spring bear hunting than Canada. And, um, but, uh, so bringing this Turkey collection out, let us in the Midwest, because we don't, we don't really say we're going spring bear hunting. We we're either going Turkey hunting or fishing. And um, so it really led us, led us kind of into this, to this sprint business in the spring. And that the permethrin treatment, the insect shield. So one thing just to throw out for people, um, it is a EPA registered, um, tested Mm -hmm. permethrin product. So it's not like, right. People might ask, right. Cause you wouldn't take permethrin and spray it on your skin. No. So people might ask, Hey, if I put this pant on, it's got permethrin. You know, yeah, uh, no, it's been through all the hurt, but it's, FDA, it's, it's gone through all that yep. testing, so that's not something you know that needs to be a worry. Nope, you put it on and just go hunt, right? That's right, Enjoy you just it. put it on. <clears throat> and I like how you brought up the um, you know, we th- we think about gun safety, we think about you know, tree wear safety, a harness, yeah. tree yeah. stand safety, all that. No one thinks about garment safety, um, which honestly, uh. You know, I don't know a study, but if you looked at, you know, how many people each year they get bit by a tick and you get the well, you get a <clears throat> disease from that, you know, you can't eat meat or you get yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, versus, right, falling out of a stand and, 
you know. I bet the percentage. I bet are there's a lot, a lot of people that yeah. get, you know. Yep. So you right. Um, so the, you solve the problem. Yeah. And Sitka's always been pretty good on the forefront of yep. developing and designing <clears throat> new things, and um, you know they just keep branching out. Well, uh, you know, and, and I've worked for Sitka Gear since 2010, and and basically we set we set out to solve a problem or to fill a niche and then we worry about <clears throat> excuse me how we're going to get there later whether it's how how we don't pay attention we just want to make the best product out there and one that solves a problem or like i said fills a niche and whatever the cost is that's what it is and i know that all of us all of us want stuff that lasts this stuff lasts I mean, I, we we had uh, one of our spring sales meetings uh, last week, and people were talking about how how um, some of our our garments that are outdated, been discontinued. I mean, are five, six, seven, eight, nine years old are still in use out there, which sure. that says yeah. says something. So every now and again, I'll <clears> see a guy force. walk in with the old elevated oh, force, the green, green. force the, green, the green. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, I should have never sold my. Because we sold it um, at Rogers, you know, for a yeah. little while yep. until the new Elevated 2 came out. Yep. 2012 or 11. Yeah, I started in 2012, started. so we would have had it at least for a year or two. It was 13 two. or 14, I think, we uh -huh. brought an EV2 out. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we had it 10 or 11, 12. Sure. Like the, yeah. 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 So a couple things to bring up, too, just to dive in deeper on. So like the hoodie, um, well, the pant in the hoodie one, I know we say hoodie, but it's super light. Both of those are moisture wicking. Um, hoodie has a built-in face mask. Yes, and I like the face mask option. One, uh, I don't have to go get another face mask. It's built in. Um, it's breathable. You know, it's not a heavy one. It's not tight. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, I wear it, um, so like to correlate it to bow hunting, but like the Fanatic hoodie has a built-in mask. So it's nice to be able to zip that up and you know, keep everything yep. covered. So it has a real light, breathable mask on it, moisture wicking, like we said. Um, it's got the little bands that you can put your thumbs Thumb through to help yep. keep that sleeve down. Yep. Um, so that's nice. And um, you would you would do the same thing with the glove. So uh -huh. if you put the thumb put the thumb uh, loops in, then the glove would come over and it, again create another barrier. another barrier. Yeah, because they're a longer, they're a little longer um, longer uh, cuff. Longer cuff. Right. And and so not to forget, too, yeah. the cut on the hoodies are longer, so they stay in your oh, pants. Oh, yeah. The, They're longer. The tail. Yeah, the yeah. tail. So, so you when can... you're sitting, because turkey hunting, you're on the ground uh -huh. sitting, and you don't want it coming up and bugs sneaking sneaking up your back or this, that, and the other. Yeah. yeah. One of the other things on the <clears throat> glove, and I had to write it down so I don't mispronounce stuff. Um, so on the fingertips and in between the fingers, it's got the nylon cordura. Um it just helps for uh, um, uh, durability, provides the durability. And then that uh, the axe suede palm um, on that as well just helps with that longevity of, you know, we talk about Sitka products lasting a long time. Yeah. Um, and they're lightweight. I use, uh, you know, lightweight gloves for, you know, you could use this early bow season hunting yeah. too. So, um, Flip the waistband of those pants open, Patrick. Yeah. Let's look at something here. Is there silicone on? On. No, nope, not on these. Most of our pants have have silicone on 
the inside of the waistband to right. keep your to to kind of grip your and shirt as it moves. With, um, and I think the reason they're not on this one is because those tails are so much longer. Because the tails yeah. are longer, yeah. yeah. It helps you tuck them in. Yep. Um, you so. talked about the zippered, <clears throat> the leg vents, mm-hmm. which yeah. is nice. So if you're walking out and stuff yep. and you're not ready. Um, is that is that two part? Is that a pocket as well? Is it a pocket no. mesh opening or is it just a mesh? Um, it's, it's just, just a mesh it's opening. just it's just down the side. It's right here. It's not. Gotcha. A, they're separate. It's separate from the pockets. And it's just. Gotcha. It's. I think it's only probably two to four inches wide. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. And then it doesn't <clears throat> come all the way through. It kind of opens up like a mesh. Yeah. Vent. Right. There's mesh barrier back there. off. Yep. Um, knife sleeve, so you're not wearing the pocket, putting your knife in and out. Should be on both sides. Yeah. On the. Uh, on Left the and pockets. Right pocket. Uh-huh. Yep. Um. Sitka always does like the the way they sew the garments. You kind of get that articulated, yeah. Fit. You know, so fit. So when you're walking, it's not stiff. Yeah, um, it's not pulling on you to where right. you're having to put yeah. more effort. So you articulate the knee a little bit. So it's yes. not it's not um, pulling on the back of the pan or the the out seam. And I know we're talking about turkey, but these garments, like we talked about, I know it's. Uh, you know they're good for turkey. You can do early season whitetail hunting. Um, well, yeah, and that's something that we early, yeah that we we do manufacture this stuff in EV two for early season exactly because right. that's what that's kind of what that was our whitetail pattern or is our whitetail pattern not was but we also know that that um, there's a lot more green at early season mm-hmm. whitetail. So yeah. this subalpine that maybe you would purchase to go turkey hunting in, mm-hmm. you could utilize the subalpine color sure. in the trees uh, yep. early season. Yeah, yep. They so make it in timber. We make it in timber, yeah. As well. Yep. Um, and then some of the solid colors for the um, the pant and the hoodie as well. Um, the coyote black. I think lead is what I found on the pants. But if you're out there doing like tree stand work. Well, I think we do coyote in the pants and too. And you can do co- yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, coyote two, in the pants. Yep, in the, uh-huh. Yep. But like tree stand work throughout yeah. the summer, it's lightweight, keep the bugs off of you. Things yep. like that. Mushroom hunting. Food plots. Coming up. If you're a big yep. mushroom hunter and you're getting out there, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, now, it's a great product all around. And then to kind of the last thing, which came out last year, but now it's gaining momentum. Everybody knows about it, and that's the Equinox Turkey Vest. Um, yep. Which you've, if you were lucky enough to come by the booth at Nashville, we had a boatload of them yeah. uh, until the last day. So, so like the I last, mean, we got rid of like few hours. Yeah, all of them. Um, yeah, and I couldn't tell you what color was the best because I think we sold them all right evenly. Yeah, exactly, it was subalpine earth, and subalpine timber. earth and timber. Um, just the when I first saw it, my first impression was I liked the um, the sleekness, not bulky. Yeah. Um, you're already carrying enough. You got decoys, yeah. the shotgun, right? You might have a turkey chair, um, which the turkey vest does have a built-in seat. But, you know, or you might, you know, you just got all this other things to worry about. So I like not being weighed down. Yep. You know, just sleep. Well, the adjustments on it. I mean, it, yeah. it's just comfortable because it's built off a pack system mm-hmm. instead of a vest system. You know, yeah. most right. of the vests out there started where they were like a shooting vest, you know, so they had wider shoulder areas. Then we kind of moved to strap vests a little bit. Um, and but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a super there. You definitely can't carry everything in it. 
but you can carry it's amazing how much stuff you can get in there and just the features of a box call pocket that has built-in foam to keep the box call from making noise mm-hmm. um you know molded thermal molded pocket on the left side for your pot calls and you can then it opens up and you can put some mouth callers in there another longer uh, uh pocket or pouch to put your strikers in mm-hmm. i mean just it was a quick detach so you can get it on and off um you know there was just a lot of thought put into it and you know sitka gear it's it's I, i'm gonna tell you it's the best it's the best hunting apparel outdoor gear out there for the hunter yeah i thought they did well they kind of hit the nail on the head with the with the vest um the other thing that you talked about the detaching it taking it on off but a couple things i like one is the quietness because there's no buckles no buckles so you're not you know just you slide it on and off and then like the uh the magnetic part but it doesn't make a loud sound no it's a quiet magnetic system so it's almost like it's a coil instead of one touch point so it's a coil of magnets so it closes and then it has a a little elastic clasp Mm -hmm. so you can keep it shut because the prototypes that we had first out did not have that and so it would open and flop a little bit yeah so you almost got to if you're listening to this, but if you can get your hands on, you just got to try it on and like, yeah. so you can kind of see what we're talking about here. And, and so you can have somebody, it, it's actually pretty ingenious because it'll, it'll adjust in the shoulder length and the waist length to fit somebody from a, a small all the way to somebody, I think it was a two X because yeah. mm-hmm. the adjustments just go into the shoulder, shoulder uh, right. pads or shoulder straps mm-hmm. or out with two um, press buckles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and we have them. We've got all three colors, yep. so they are stocked at the store at Rogers Sporting Goods. Yeah, uh, we kind of getting all the turkey stuff out, and so yep. we got a rack full of them. You have to come in, talk to me, and we'll get them tried on. And yeah, we got all the Equinox Guard, and yeah, we can get you set up for spring turkey, which would be super cool. Um, Oh, that's what I was going to ask. So, like, with spring coming up, do you have uh, – are you starting out anywhere? You got any well, trips I'll, planned that you're going to be I don't have on? any planned outside of hunting in Kansas and Missouri. I used to I used to try to do a bunch of it, um, go to several states. But just with all that we're doing for waterfowl habitat, it's kind of taken me away. I was just talking to one of the guys making sure he had his schedule open because we, we've got a piece of property down um, – east or west of Nevada that we're doing a bunch of um, redesigning and reforesting. And so we've got 500 um, potted uh, red oak trees coming in the uh, the okay. last week of March. So we're going to have to plant all them. <clears throat> and that takes several several people to do that. Um, you know, again, it's it's trying to trying to get that hardwood forest back to being a hardwood forest instead of it being full of um, ash, silver maple, all these invasive species to where it's, they're going to be better for the, for the wildlife and, and not only ducks, but turkeys and all, all wildlife that use the area deer. So, yeah. So I'll only hunt Kansas and Missouri. Gotcha. And, um, really on, on property that we own. So I'm not sure that's about it. Yeah. So is, uh, is the one thing we talked about pre-starting a secret or can that be leaked out? No, no, it's still a secret. Okay. Yeah. Still a secret. I just, just more to come. I was I was going through. I'm like, Sitka oh boy. will always have more to come. Just, <laughs> I mean, you guys are always just, you know. I yeah. like the new uh, uh, 
the collab studio. Oh yeah, has been really so, cool. That was neat. <clears throat> yeah, so we've with Sitka Studio, which was kind of it. It we didn't. Re- I found out about it later, I think, and it's a Instagram um, page called Sitka Studio, and where we do collaborations. And so, um, the first one that um, we did was a collab with uh, Thomas Rhett and mm-hmm. a guitar. And it was really it, what it what it is is for flyway conservation. So, what they did is they we had a a, a saying on one of our our shirts <clears throat> that was dust to dawn, and that was actually that logo was actually uh, engraved in the guitar. And there was a piece of um, marsh or a piece of mylar where where you're below uh-huh. the strings that was yeah, in marsh pick, and the pick guard. It was uh, in marsh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, pick guard. That's what it was called. And yeah. um, and so uh, they they did a he did a con- played a several concerts in Montana with it at, at our at our depot store uh-huh. and then um, they all of a sudden put it out for uh, auction and they raised some money and then whatever was raised we matched Sitka Gear through our ecosystem grants matched that amount so I think it I think it generated thirty five thousand dollars total with the gotcha. match and um, and then that money will be used in different flyways for different waterfowl events. Gotcha. And so there'll probably be more of those to come to. Mm-hmm. And then the next one we did was with Black Diamond. Mm-hmm. And so Black yeah. Diamond is a huge mountaineering company. And um, uh, so we did one that had a combination of uh, snowboarding, of uh, snow skiing suits that had subalpine pattern worked into it, yeah. and the Sitka orange, which yeah. that's that's kind of our standard. That's been our right. company color was that burnt orange, uh-huh. um, and uh, that's I think the only two that I yeah, can talk said, about. Uh, I think the third one it said stay tuned. Or it's something in May. Like that. It comes yeah. out in May, and okay. I had I had a little bit to do with that one gotcha. too, uh, or not. Also, just I happen to be. Um, we've got we've got some some uh, product launches this fall that are going to be pretty. But it's just that thinking outside the box. The the right. Oh yeah. I feel like that's. Uh, Sitco could have a motto, and it's think outside the box. You know, yeah. you guys are always just coming up with new things or solving problems, like you said. Yeah. Or the collaboration thing is super neat because you get into more of that everyday life, like the snowboarding or the the country music and a guitar, yeah. and just you yeah. know, it's just fun stuff. Well, to... the next the next one, it, it also is everyday life. And gotcha. then, and okay. then, you know, Chandler and I were talking earlier, and so there's one of those on the table coming. Yeah, so gotcha. I mean, there's there's just a right. lot of there's just some just some other thinking to sure. connect. Yeah. You know, connecting, um, connecting, connecting the brand or brands with the consumer because mm-hmm. you know you take Roger Sporting Goods mm-hmm. and. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna go on a soapbox here for a second, but you take Roger Sporting Goods, a retailer, to the consumer. You can come here and you can get, uh, like I did. I I came to the store. I needed a little bow work done. Um, I went in there and I I I had um, my sight worked on. I bought some arrows. I bought some knocks. I went over and I bought a hat uh, uh, in the in the regular store. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you can get everything you need here mm-hmm. instead of going online and buying one piece from there, one piece from there, one piece from there, and then trying to figure out how to put it together. 
where you can come right to the store here and you can get yeah. all put together. Yeah. I needed some thread protectors for a, 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 a rifle that I had. So I went over across the street to Vince's uh-huh. and got yep. the thread protector. So, sure I mean, it's, I got to tell you, the, the wholesale side of this and the retailer part, yeah. the, the, is so educational and so helpful to right. the end user. And so come into the store, visit with the guys. They know as much as anybody. Hey, that new Sika pad's looking sweet. Oh, yeah. That you guys oh, got, yeah. Yeah. got put up. And it, it's, you know, we're kind of interim. We need, we need uh, I, I always am, am glad that the hunting season has ended. You know, I take a breath. But then it's not it's not like a month later saying, it's man. It's a quick breath. Right. It's like not a month later saying, man, I wish July was here when we were yeah. shipping all the new stuff and right, getting ready yeah. for the waterfowl event. It <laughs> so. is wild. It's just like uh, there's like mini breaks. You catch your breath, and it's like, all right. Go again. We're just what's next? Yep. Yeah. Never stops. Well, you know, I, when I was in a couple weeks ago, uh, like maybe it was 10 days ago, uh-huh. I was over walking through what maybe is still your department, but you uh-huh. were always in that department over where the yeah. blinds and the oh, dog yeah. uh-huh. and, and all that is. And I was asking the guys if they had the, uh, the rig right optifade blinds up, you know, the, oh, the, the pop-up. Blind. The, well, uh-huh. no, not the panel blind, oh. the hub blinds. So the, the turkey hunting blind or deer hunting blind. Yeah, so we've got the, uh, if you haven't seen those, yeah. really cool, just a quick shout out. So the... Um, the hideout. The hideout Hide. XL, yep. I think, is what's up. It's one of the hideouts. Either yeah. the stand, it's, they come in two sizes, yep. um, subalpine and timber. So there's one up there yep. um, on display. Kind of we've reconfigured the yep. whole store now, so it's kind well, of different. It's not, yeah. Well, you've got more room. Yeah, yeah. So. And then, uh, but the panel blind is also up. So like you're, um, it's up above like turkey decoy, so you can kind of see what it looks like and well, uh, you're, so that's the go blind. Is that the one you're talking the about that you would blind. sit behind? Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. So that's the that's the hideout go blind go where blind. Yes. it it's it it packs down to about uh, eighteen inches. Right. There's nothing. There's to nothing it. to it, no, and then uh-huh. you just boom, pop it up, and it's a screen that's about thirty inches tall, I think. So when you're sitting at a tree, you can see over the top of it. Um, and it, it just camouflages your yeah. movement. For guys that like yeah. using friction calls, mm-hmm. whether it be a slate call or a box call or something like that, you can, or taking kids hunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to blind, I have four boys, and all four of the boys have shot turkeys, and all four of them, normally the first turkey they shot was behind a blind. Yeah. Because yeah. They, they're moving, you've got to get them raised up a little bit because they're shorter. Yeah. And we all know that you know, you think when you're walking out there, all oh, the weeds aren't that tall until you sit down by the tree and you're like, dang it, I can't see a dang thing. They're a yeah. great blind, so, too, on, um, uh, well, public or private, but uh, getting out, sitting on the uh, edge of a field deer hunting, too, just to kind of conceal some of that break movement. Yeah. Um, for sure, public, because you, you don't want to pack in and out something heavy all the yep. time, and maybe you're deer hunting in the fall, gun season, yep. and you're just running and gunning. You set that blind up real quick, sit behind it, yeah. help conceal you a little bit, then packing in a full blind. Right. Well, basically, yeah. they're the only blinds, whether they're a hub pop-up style blind or a front style blind, mm-hmm. made um, in Optifade camo, so subalpine mm-hmm. and timber. Yep. So. Rogers got them, and we've got them set up so yep. people can check them out this year. The way we've, we should be able to keep them up so you guys can get in them, check them out, all that stuff. Yep. So that's super cool too. Yeah, we're ready to go. It's uh, it's it'll be here before pretty you. Pretty know soon it. we get the trifecta. We get turkey, crappie, yep. morels, morels. Get your spring trifecta. 
uh, and we'll be rocking and rolling. Yeah. I'm well, excited. Tommy and Dave were showing me the, already these big oh, bag limits of like, crappie. They've been lighting yeah. them up. They love the winter yeah. crappie. Pre, like, yeah, pre-spawn. Dave would deep. rather go in December yeah. when no one's out there than, than spring time. Than May mm-hmm. when it's yep. yeah, a battle. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, it's super exciting. I can't wait to see what... Uh, what else you guys come out with from Sitka? It'll be good. I'll be keeping an eye on it. And um, again, we appreciate you coming in and, you and make sure you check out um, Sitka.com. Check out RogerSportingGoods.com um, or stop in the store in Liberty, Missouri at Roger Sporting Goods. And you can find all the stuff we're talking about, yep. the blinds, the Equinox Guard. We've got it all on display. You can try out the turkey vest um, or just come tell me some stories, too. Yep. About, about what you're going to be hunting. I love to talk, if you can't tell. So um, I'm always down for a good hunting story. So Yeah, that's why we keep you around. That's right. <laughs> that's why I like to come over here every now and again. And I'm long-winded. So, um, But we do appreciate it, and we you always bet. like having you around, Jeff. And uh, We didn't talk about uh, barbecue. Oh, we okay. Can... Yeah. Oh, boy. Let's, uh, <clears throat> so August 5th. <laughs> August 5th this year. Um I well, don't know if Saturday. you're going to be doing it again this yeah, year, think but but you, you, let's hope you're Friday night, right? We normally do let's Friday hope night. Let's you do the Friday night. And we for only us do, again. and we, we yes. I, I don't cook for. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, but yeah. You cook for the store yep. and yep. Uh, and Thank some of the vendors that, that are stuff. there, yep. and, and uh, sure do. But oh my gosh, he's an amazing barbecue uh, extraordinaire. Yep. How big so. is that trailer? Is 22 a, foot. 22 foot. 22 foot. Got yeah. two smokers and then a big charcoal grill on it. But um, and, and I'm talking about a spread, not just like, oh, here's some pulled pork sandwiches. Yeah. No. We do it all. Uh-uh. We had uh, burn-ins. We had whatever that coleslaw yeah. was. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, so this, so over the, uh, the last few weeks, I've been jacking around making my own sausage. And so, um, we'll, we'll be, I, I, I've almost got it where I want it. We debut some, uh, we're going to de- some, de- debut, debut the, uh... some jalapeno <laughs> oh my sausage or jalapeno cheddar or whatever. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's a, I know we're foreshadowing, but waterfowl weekend this year's basically the, um, the Saturday's the big day, which is August 5th this year. But that whole week is a big waterfowl ad. And then, then the 4th and 5th, really, we get things cooking. Yeah. Yep. And uh, But Jeff's always gracious enough to to bring his trailer and, and feed all of us hungry folks at the end of the day. And it's something we all look forward to. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he knows what he's doing. It's That's for stuff. sure. Yeah. But, again, thank you, sir. You bet. And... Uh, Hopefully Anytime. we'll keep in touch, and I'm sure you'll be around the store. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. We'll do some recaps of the migration that you get. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be cool yeah we'll do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, and we'll be, again, on the Osage Basin Instagram. Uh, we'll, okay. we'll post it on there, too. Uh, Osage but yeah, we'll, Basin Instagram. Yeah, you can, yep, at Osage Basin Wetlands. And it, you'll be able to see some of that stuff. And see I think, some updates. Yeah, we're, I'm not as tech-savvy yet as uh, probably I need to. We had a reel that I think had... 20,000 views or something. So it was pretty uh-huh. good, which hey. is nothing compared to some of these other ones, right. you know? Yeah. So that's cool. But that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, make sure you like us, subscribe, um, check us out on Instagram. Go buy where, some Sika. Where else are we at? Go buy some Sika gear. YouTube. 
YouTube, Spotify, yep. Apple, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Damn, anywhere you listen to podcasts, everywhere. Yeah. It's all on there. You, so. That's that's part of uh, of an entrance. I mean, you know, anywhere you where you can find your podcast, you'll find it. You'll Roger, find it. Roger Sporting Google, Goods podcast. Google the Roger Sporting Goods podcast. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks all right. again. You bet. We'll talk yeah. later. Glad to be here. See ya.